Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. One of the things I, I want to read to you, and this is also found in the Old, this is found in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, and I'm sure my brother-in-law Martin heard this in Israel while he was there. It's actually the Jewish people refer to this as the Shema, and it's Deuteronomy 6 and verse 4. It's Hero Israel. Have you heard this scripture before? You've, you've probably heard it. It goes like this. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Let me repeat that again. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, when you're sitting down looking at Facebook, when you're sitting down before you post on Instagram and Snapchat. No, it doesn't say that in there, but that's what it wants you to do. It wants you to discuss the Word of God, teach your kids these things. See, that's the greatest responsibility as a parent. God has entrusted you with this responsibility. It's, it's much greater than the responsibility you have at your workplace. How many here have a job to go to tomorrow? Just like I do, I have a job that I go to. The responsibility of a parent is much greater than that. It's the greatest responsibility you will ever have. Amen? And so we want to be careful and we want to do our very best. Amen? We want to do our absolute best for our children. Now, here's the question I want to ask you this morning. What did Jesus say about children? And I want to read three parallel uh, scriptures out of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the different Gospels. I want to read them to you about what Jesus said about the children. Amen? So if, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 19. Look at my daughter. She just got it up there amazingly. Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 through 15. And I want you to follow along as I read this. This is Jesus here in this story. Then some children were brought to him so that he might lay his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After laying his hands on them, he departed from there. Did you catch what Jesus is saying here, what he's doing there, the importance and the value he's giving to children? The, the adults were saying, oh, no, get these kids out of the way. Have you ever done that as a parent? Oh, come on, kids, go in your room, go play. Go, you know, you ignore them, right? And, and children, they just want to be valued. They want to be reminded that they are important. Jesus here was making a clear distinction. You are valued. You have a, a place in life. And sometimes as parents, if we're not careful, we don't have time for our children. Well, I'm busy right now. I'm busy. Be careful, okay? Be careful. Um, let me read the next parallel verse to that. It's in Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. Again, the same story, but the way Mark points it out here. Verse 13. And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And he said to them, 
Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And verse 15, truly I say to you, whoever, everybody say whoever, whoever. does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, then laying his hands on them. So powerful what Jesus did right there. Not only did he speak, but he demonstrated the value those children had. Amen? And he's reminding the adults. He's reminding them there in verse 15. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. I want you to think on that right now. And then finally, I want to take you to Luke, the gospel of Luke chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. And the reading here in verse 15 begins, and they were bringing even their babies to him so that he would touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they began rebuking them. But Jesus called for them saying, Permit the children to come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Wow, that's, that's powerful, the words that Jesus is using there. You know, it's a reminder to me and hopefully to all of us here as adults that God doesn't like arrogant people he doesn't care for arrogant people have you ever seen a child that's arrogant no not too often do you see a a child an arrogant child children and i'm talking about little children are typically loving let me give you a great example two children will be playing in the playground and they'll get in an argument because this one took this one's toy but five minutes later they're talking to each other, having a great time. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's because children don't have a, a bitterness. They don't hold resentment like adults can. We're terrible. Adults are terrible at that. We, we go, well, he said that to me. She said that to me. She treated me that way. I'm not going to talk to that person anymore. I'm going to give him the cold shoulder. But does that do anything? No. You're just opening the door for, for Satan, for the enemy to cause pain to cause unforgiveness to grow to to that so that root could grow in your spirit and God is saying no I want you to have a spirit like a child come to me as a child docile meaning tender-hearted children are tender-hearted I could take I could take any of these babies here these young children Ines I can take Skylar they're tender-hearted innocent children they would never hurt you. They would never harm you in a million years. Amen? They're born that way. It's life that twists that all around. It's, it's the enemy of your soul that twists that in here and wants you to hate, to be unforgiving, to, to have anger in your spirit. Children don't have that. Adults, we better start paying more attention to our children. That's what Jesus is really saying here. I want to talk to you real quick about three key points. I promise I'm not going to take you long because I want to pray for our children here. Number one, the first point that the Lord wants us to do is, is obedience. The scripture 
uh, verse that we had this morning. Thank you so much, Wayne. I am losing my voice a little bit. <clears throat> but the scripture text that I started off with, I'm sorry, the scripture text was train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, that scripture, I don't want you to think that, well, I've taught my child, I've shown him, I've modeled it to him. That means he can't walk away from the faith. It's not saying that, because how many know that we see young people walk away from the faith after being raised in church? What it's talking about here is that that spiritual foundation that you taught them will never depart from their heart. Everywhere they go, they're reminded of that. Everywhere they go, they're reminded that God loves them, that God wants them to turn around and live for him. Because oftentimes you'll see children walk away from the faith after being raised in church and, and being there on Sundays, Sunday nights and Wednesday nights and Friday night youth groups. And then they get in their 20s and they walk away from the faith. Why is that? It's because the enemy is trying to steal their joy, steal their salvation even, if it were possible. The Lord wants us to be obedient. So as parents, I'm talking to you parents and grandparents and, and, and just adults in general, we're to bring our children to know the Lord at a young age. Yes, we are to bring them to church. Why? So that they can be taught a spiritual foundation. Yes. I always use this example. You started off, parents, at the age of two or three years old, and you handed your child this little instrument about this long, and you put some toothpaste on it, and you told them, you've got to brush your teeth every day. But yet those same parents won't teach them the value of spiritual foundation. I think it's twisted. I think it's twisted. The spiritual, <clears throat> excuse me, spiritual foundation is the most important thing you can ever teach your children. Can I get an amen? Amen. Thank you, Wayne, for that juice. Obedience. One other thing I just want to share with that. You know, again, and I'm not here to, to pick on parents. I'm just here to remind you of your job, of what Jesus has, has clearly commanded in his word. Amen? Amen? One of the greatest things, not only is, is bringing your children here, teaching them, modeling it at your home. In fact, I would take it as far as saying that it's the most important thing you will ever do for them. More important than your college education. I believe that. I believe it's far more important than a college education. I believe it's far more important than their career. Because what good is it if they have the greatest Harvard, Yale, Princeton education at the expense of their soul, but they have no spiritual life. Amen? Amen. We all, and, and as parents, we want to do our very best to reach our kids at a young age because they're sponges. They're sponges. They absorb so much when you, when you teach them. I could teach young kids under the age of 10 anything, and they'll remember it. As adults, we forget, we forget 24 hours later what we learned the day before. But children will remember. That's why they're good at singing songs, because they remember them. They have a good mind for that. So help us, Lord, to be obedient. Number two is an attitude. We must strive to have that attitude of a child. What Jesus was saying, don't push the kids away. Bring them to me. Because of their attitude, they had a tender heart. See, a lot of times... God has the most difficult time, and he does, with us, and it's really our fault. It's not his fault. It's our fault when we have unforgiveness, bitterness, 
anger in our heart. And really, that's a wall. It's a wall that prevents you from having fellowship with God. How many have, have been there? And we've all been there. Come on, don't lie. We've all been there. We've all, at some point in our life, been angry with somebody. And what happens with ang- anger is it causes a bitter root, a root in your heart will cause up and grow in your life. And unless you chop it off right away, it's going to grow and it's going to take over your spirit. And everywhere you go, you're going to be angry. You're going to be bitter. And guess what? Nobody's going to want to hang around you. Nobody's going to want to hang around you. Maybe you work with someone tomorrow. When I just said that, you know that, that there's that bitter anger coworker, right? There's always that one person, right? And if you can't think of that person, maybe it's you. <laughs> Attitude. We have to learn to have the attitude of a child. Jesus welcomed that attitude. How many want to be welcomed into the arms of Jesus? Then let's develop that attitude of a child. Amen? We must be tenderhearted, forgiving, and most importantly, loving. Everybody say loving. 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 Amen. And then third and last point is prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. When our children were small... I went to a, how many heard of Promise Keepers? You've heard of Promise Keepers? It was an organization for men back in the 80s and 90s. And I heard this one speaker one time, and he prayed, uh, this pastor prayed these three key points for his children. He would pray every, every night, every morning, and this is what I did for my girls for years. I would go in their room, they're sound asleep, and I would put my hands on them and say, Lord, remind them that you love them. Two, Lord, put your hedge of protection around them. And three, fulfill your purpose and plan in their life. Every day for years I did that. And now look at them. It's not my doing, it's God's doing. I prayed that since they were little babies. Amen. It's not too late for you to begin to do that same thing in your way. You don't have to use those three exact prayers, but you can use prayers and pray over them. How many parents are like me that would go in your kid's room and just pray for them while they're asleep? It's a beautiful thing to do. If you haven't done that, do that. I would encourage you to do that. We're not to deprive our children also from participating in in spiritual growth. You know, through that prayer, as I mentioned, I, I believe the strongest and most valuable thing is giving them that education, that spiritual education to know that there's a Savior that died for them, that went to the cross for them. And that when they realize that they can begin this relationship on their own, Because I can't live a relationship for my daughters. I can't get them into heaven. they got to work that out. I've got to teach them. I've got to model it to them. They have to see me praying. I can't tell them all about prayer if they never see me praying. I can't tell them to read the Bible if they never see me reading the Bible. And so forth. So again, we model it. We pray for our children. Mm -hmm. 